The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon, live from the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Studios. This is 1460 KXNO. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back, Miller & Condon. 11 o'clock hour, busy one. Chiefs momentarily, Vikings in about eight minutes. Bama Bob, Trent, and I around college football from a national perspective. Give away some barbecue before we get our picks. Let's get Nick Athen in here. You can follow Nick on Twitter. He's at Chiefs Insider. NFL NFL Fan Blitz is where you can read Nick, and he joins the program. Hello, Nick Athen, Trent and Ken. Good to speak with you, sir. How are you? Good to speak to you. Can you send me some of that barbecue, please? Yeah. (laughs) Sounds good, doesn't it? I'm getting ready for lunch, too. Hey, Uh, um, I'm going to... Go back to last week. What what happened, Nick? I, I was look. I think the Colts are a good team, and I think they're third. Uh, yep. They are clearly third in the AFC pecking order. And we didn't know who that third team was going to be. It looks like them, right. or maybe it's the Texans who look tough in their own right. But yep. what did the Colts do to confound that uh, uh, that high powered Chiefs offense, or was it just <laughs> predicated on uh, on Mahomes getting hurt? Well, I think they just kind of took the cue from you know what the Lions had done. Uh, and play man coverage. It's what the Patriots did in the postseason, uh, especially when you don't have Tyreek Hill on the field. And Travis Kelsey had by his worst game in Kansas City in a really long time. And Patrick was off, and the the, the the receivers weren't running routes. And then you start losing defenders. You know Hitchens and Chris Jones go out. You know that was that was brutal. I mean that just basically gave you know the Colts free reign to run up the middle. And then you had some guys just just not make plays. I mean. You know, Damian Wilson had a couple opportunities to uh, to stop uh, some runs on third down, and he just took off for the tight end instead of just running up the field and knocking the running back back. So, I mean, there's just a lot of gap assignments defensively that they're still not understanding. Uh, the depth has been really tested. I mean, they have a plethora of injuries. You know, if the Chiefs were healthy, they win this game by 20 points. You know, we're not talking about them. You know, what a poor job, but. Um, I, I think this is a good thing. I, I, I think this is a good thing for the team. I think they needed a wake-up call. I think they've had a couple of close games. They really haven't played their best. You know, we have yet to see, even in the entire Patrick Mahomes era, I have not seen a game where they've played four quarters lights out. You know, and I, I think that this team has to understand that you can't start off slow. You have to take advantage of opportunities early in the game. If Damian Williams drops a touchdown pass right to the basket in the back of the end zone. Um, you know, that hurts. Just, just miscues like that and just not coming out with the right, the right attitude. And, 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 and for me with Mahomes, he just didn't seem to have that gleam in his eye or that glisten or that confidence. I think he was concerned, um, you know, about this Colts defense more so than he was letting on. And, and he just didn't seem to have the swagger during the week. But, uh, my understanding is that there was a little rebel yell, uh, you know, when the players got back and, uh, Mahomes kind of, uh, ignited everybody, so I think you're going to see the Chiefs probably at their best this weekend against the Tech. Nick, uh, defensively, it's going to be a, a big step up this week with Houston coming in. High-powered yep. offense. Fuller had a ridiculous game. Boy, he's good. We've seen Deshaun Watson oh, yeah. and what he can do. Maurice Claiborne got his feet wet last week, kind of, I guess, a play clock, if you will. What, 20, 24 snaps, I think, in the end is what he played. How much more do you expect right. to see him out of cornerback this week? I think he's going to be as close to full go as you can possibly get. They need him desperately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he's a terrific cornerback. I thought that was one of their better 
uh, better signings, and you know, especially late in camp, even with the suspension, you know, it, it gave them an opportunity to work some other guys. And he needs to come in because you know Fuller has played terrible. Ward's been inconsistent. You know, Breland had probably his worst game as a pro last week. Um, so all those things combined, and they're facing a far different quarterback. Not only can he run the ball, but he's got the arm. You know, it's not like Jackson in Baltimore. I mean, this is a guy when he's mentally on. Okay, and that's the question. With Watson, you know, he has one good game and he has a bad game. Or he has two good games and he has two bad games. He's never been really consistent, even when he had that, you know, that breakout season and he had those five or six games in a row and everybody anointed him as the next greatest thing. And then he just kind of dropped off because their offensive line has been atrocious. Their offensive line is better. The Chiefs are going to have to develop a pass rush. Frank Clark's going to have to learn a different move. And going on the outside, he's going to have to go underneath between the tackle and the guard and just go straight beat to the quarterback and at least delay what Watson could do. They've got a great running game. They've got terrific wide receivers. Um, this is not going to be an easy matchup. And I'm glad it's an opponent like this after a loss because the Chiefs are going to have to be at their best to win. Nick Athen, uh, follow him on Twitter, at Chiefs Insider. Uh, Nick, uh, I saw Patrick Mahomes' media availability Wednesday. The quote was, my ankle feels <clears throat> quote pretty good um not sure how to take that so uh, your your thoughts on on how close to 100 percent he will be and then will they put Tyreek Hill in the lineup this week I think Tyreek's going to play this weekend everything that I'm hearing um he wanted to play last week he probably could have if this was the playoffs he definitely was, was playing um they wanted to hold him out I mean they'd like to hold him out another week but with the Watkins injury he's dealing with a you know a hamstring pull he's also dealing with a shoulder issue um, so, you know, they need him because Hardman and Robinson, you know, they don't run the route spot like Hill does. And when Kelsey's not performing, uh, that makes it even more difficult. So, um, I think, I think Hill plays, I think for Mahomes, I mean, the kid's tough as nails. I mean, his, his lower trunk area, you know, from the waist down, he's got muscles everywhere. If he could sustain, you know, getting stepped on by his 340 uh, pound offensive lineman, uh, chances are he's he, he's tough enough to gut it out. The problem is he's got a game Sunday and he's got a game um, Thursday. So, um, you know, bad news is he's got to play back-to-back in a short period of time. Now, don't go there. Don't go there. I'm not saying they're going to win in Denver. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the good news no. is it's against the hapless Denver Broncos. <laughs> no, no, the good news was he's going to have some time off after the Broncos win. Gotcha. All right, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going down there. Hey, I'm. Broncos played great. Yeah, they played a great game last weekend. You know, I, I, I think they. They. I don't think they've turned the quarter. I think they Nor got many issues. But yeah. Uh, but but Patrick, you know, again, he he was pretty fired up on on Wednesday when the players got back. He kind of took control, and he's just going to have to take control. And he just hasn't done that the way that we've seen. We didn't see it enough last weekend. I think he was just like. Man, these guys are good. My offensive line is not doing a good job. I can't. Be, I'm not as mobile as I need to be. You know, I'm kind of a lame duck here. And when uh, you get drop balls and receivers not running routes, and you know he doesn't have time to maneuver. If he can't run, maneuver out of the pocket, you know the Chiefs have a far more difficult time winning. If he's mobile, uh, again, this offense is unstoppable. Hmm. Nick, we'll talk to you on Thursday. Thank you, Nick Athen. Got to move on. Appreciate okay. your contribution as always. Okay.
All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, good to talk to you. Nick Athen on the Chiefs. Let's get Ted Glover, Daily Norseman, in here uh, as we talk uh, maybe one of the better games of the week. Eagles, huge matchup for the Vikings. And tiebreaker because if they don't win their division and they're both looking for that wild card, the head-to-head is tiebreaker numero uno. Ted Glover joins the program. Boy, it'd sure be nice for Kurt Cousins to get some at least to quiet his detractors for one week. Yeah, sure, he beat the Giants, but let him come talk to me when he beats the team with a pulse. Well, here comes one, Ted Glover. Uh, Kirk Cousins got a chance to shut some people up. Good to talk to you. How are you? Uh, good. Uh, happy, happy Friday. Hope you guys have a great weekend coming up. And, and yeah, that would be uh, uh, it. Would be nice for for Kirk to get. I don't know if it'd be a signature win, but at least it would be a, a start. You, you gotta you gotta have one good win before you can have a second good win, and and and. Everything kind of favors Cousins in a way. I mean, the Eagles are kind of an inconsistent team. They they had a really good road win against the Packers, but they had that really what's looking like a really bad loss to the Falcons. Um, the Vikings are at home, and they normally play very, very well at home. The, the only matchup that worries me in this game is the, the Eagles' run defense. It's one of the better ones in the league. Um, the Vikings obviously are a run-oriented team. However... Eagles also are not very good at, at, at pass defense, and and I, I think if if the line can give Kirk Cousins some time, maybe that that little blow up they had last week before the Giants game has cleared out all the air and and all the bad blood, and, and they can get something rolling in the passing game for a second week in a row. That'd be nice. You mentioned Diggs, everything good there, and part two of that, the other guy on the other side, Adam Thielen, homesick from practice yesterday. What's the latest on him? Uh, he'll play. I mean, he was just sick he called in sick look it's it's minnesota it's october it (laughs) it goes from like 75 degrees to 12 degrees Mm -hmm. um where i am it was 79 yesterday it's 40 today if that happens well he'll play and he'll be fine i i I don't see anything that says he won't play so until i see that i assume he'll play and he'll he'll be fine uh talking to ted glover ted this uh this vikings defense you you alluded to it i think they're going to get after the quarterback uh, and Carson Wentz, who can run around and he can make some plays, but we're seeing some guys on this Vikings team, you know, really take some steps forward. I think and some guy. Well, it's great to have Hughes back. I mean, you need him in the lineup, and he's playing very well. Anthony Harris, uh, he's he's had a good year. It's Xavier Rose where I want to go with you though, because I don't know if. I don't think he's. I mean, it's too early for him to be hitting that an age thing where he's slowing down. What is it with Rhodes? Because he's been inconsistent uh, at the very least. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that that uh, 2017 Xavier Rhodes and 2016 Xavier Rhodes is, is coming back. I mean, he's he just seems to get dinged up, and his and he's maybe these injuries are just these little nicks and bruises and dings are just sort of piling up and. And the guy he was two or three years ago wasn't the guy he was today, but he's still a very good quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he's inconsistent, uh, and he gave up he gave up that touchdown to um, I think it was Sterling Shepard, I can't remember uh, last week to the Giants. Uh, but I, I would still take him over of at least fifty to sixty percent of the quarterbacks that are mm-hmm. starting out there in the NFL. So yeah, while he isn't the the, the shutdown guy we all saw a couple of years ago. He's still pretty good, and when you throw him in with guys like Trey Wayne and Mike Hughes, like you mentioned, and Holton Hill will be coming back in a couple weeks, uh, Mackenzie Alexander, if, if he can get healthy from that elbow, the Vikings still have a really, really good secondary, and, and I'll, I'll take their matchup against most teams' receivers any week.
So this game, the importance of it, Ken mentioned the tiebreaker aspect, certainly a big part here. But what's on the docket here the next four weeks after this one? Three road games at the Lions, Chiefs, wow. and Cowboys. Ooh. Ooh. That is, you're hoping for one and two at the very least out of that. Of course, you get a home game against the Skins. Boy, the importance of this week I don't think can be overstated. That's a good point. No, it can't, you know, and and it's and it's really magnified by the Vikings being down 0-2 in the division. Those yeah. those early road losses to Green Bay and Chicago um, are are going to play play huge as the, as the season gets later. You know, the Vikings have the, the Eagles this week. That's a big game, uh, and then I believe they they flip right around for a. Uh, uh, well, then they've got the Lions and and the and then Washington coming to town. So I mean. I'm not saying they have to get to six and two at the break because after the break or after the the halfway point, like you said, they've got they've got Dallas uh, and Kansas City on the road. Uh, hmm. They have they have got to keep they, they've got to get on a run here, and maybe they can. You know, I saw the Colts and Chiefs game, and and the the Colts played Smash Mouth all night, and I think they kind of yeah, gave a blueprint for the rest of the NFL on how to beat them. I mean, and the Vikings have a very good running game, so. And Dallas is not really what they were when they were three and zero. So, boy, this is this is a huge game. I, I and I hate to say it's it's make or break it. At what week six? A little early, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I get your point. It's it's kind of almost feeling that way for the mm-hmm. Vikings. They they have got to get a win. And I, you guys mentioned it, and I, I wrote about it that later in the year this is going to become a huge game when we're talking tiebreakers. And the NFC just looks brutally tough this year with so many good teams. Um. Yeah, this this is a huge game. Ted, you're down there in St. Louis. That's uh, your base. Cardinals game one tonight going to be chilly, as you talked about the weather where you're at. Your Buckeyes are rolling through. If uh, the Vikings find a way to win this weekend, pretty good time to be uh, a sports fan like Ted Glover. It kind of is. It's never a bad time. Well, I mean, let's, let's just put those cards on the table. Well. It's never a bad time. But <laughs> but it'll be an extra specially good week. Yeah, nice to uh, like to see the cards go two and zero at home to start the series and. And uh, and and keep that keep that good train rolling. They man, they they took it to Atlanta the other day, didn't they? They yeah. certainly did. And don't forget, there was a parade in St. Louis in June. I I want to forget it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Jets fan, Ted, so I'm over it. Uh, good to talk to you, Ted Glover. Look forward to catching you uh, catching you in the weeks to come. Appreciate your contribution. Thanks for having me on, and uh, have a good weekend. Yeah, you do the same. Ted Glover, uh, Daily Norseman. Bama Bob Trent and I around college football. Miller and Condon. But before we do that. <laughs> It's time to put another $1,000 in somebody's bull bankroll or in their bank account. Simply text the keyword CAR to 200-200 right now. Text the keyword CAR 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Bama Bob next, 1460. 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Station 1460 KXNO. Less than 20 minutes will give you an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons. 25 minutes from now, you will hear our picks for the week. Trent coming off a perfecto 5-0 and week. Bama Bob joins us as we go around college football. And Bama, I think that uh, look, they're all good. Some, of, some weeks are just better than others. This has a chance to be one of those better than others. There's some unbelievable matchups. How are you? Yeah, you got you got. I'm doing great, Kenny. You got to love it on paper. Um, some of these, you, I mean, 
you're you kind of worry about how good the game's really gonna be. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we'll get into that as we as we move along. But yeah, I mean, just if you were just to put it on paper and. You know, five, let's say five years ago. <laughs> I mean, right. this, this has the week to make your head explode. But you know, the way things are playing out, I mean, who who really knows? But yeah, there's there's some good ones to dive into. Some some name name versus name, if not you know, well put versus ranked at least. Yeah, well put. So. Uh, some name recognition, maybe not with some of the words. Well, very well put, Bama. But this one will be, I think, Oklahoma, Texas. Let's go to the shootout. Cotton Bowl is the scene. Half Oklahoma, half Texas. I was of the belief earlier in the week that Oklahoma's going to crush them. I'm not anymore. How do you see this one, Bama? Well, this is going to be Oklahoma's biggest test, I think, by far, that they face you know, defensively. And, you know, Texas can put up points. We saw them against LSU, who I think is a, I think LSU is a legit top-five team. I do, too. And, you know, they, they, they put up points. Now, they gave up points, but they put up points against them, too. I don't think Oklahoma's defense is as good. Listen, to me, this, this this game right here, all the talk, everything else around Jalen Hurts, and he's been fantastic to start the year. You know, the one non-conference game they played of note was UCLA, and UCLA is awful. Um, we saw that game in the Rose Bowl. Three-quarters of who was there was wearing, you know, crimson and cream, and, you know, the stadium was half empty. But be that as it may, his Heisman, I think his Heisman hopes hinge on this game. Mm. If he drops this game... And, uh, you know, Tua plays like we think Tua's going to play coming off a of bye week, then I think Tua, Tua jumps ahead of him. If if he can put up numbers, you know, 400-plus yards of offense, however you want to divvy that up, uh, you know, running versus throwing, I think he's got a shot. That said, I love Ellinger also. I mean, I, I think the kid's tough as hell. I, I think Tom Herman, you know, if, if I'm if I'm Texas, I'm going to make Jalen Hurts try to beat me through the air. I'm going to try to limit his ground, uh, you know, his running game because that's what he does best. He has improved as a thrower since he was at Alabama. There's no question about it, and we, there's all kinds of reasons for it, or you know, whatever, however you want to, you know, dissect it. He's improved, but I'm still going to make him try to beat me throwing as as opposed to running and. I'm um, try to take away those little bubble screens or little slants, you know, where he throws the ball five yards and CJ Lamb takes it 80. So I, I think this is going to be a closer game than what people think. I do. I'm with you, and I think Oklahoma wins. Oklahoma has to win, I think, if they want to stay in the in the in the playoff picture because the Big 12 is not quite as good as we thought. Um, so Hurts needs a big game. Oklahoma needs a big game. I think it's going to be closer than people think. Trent, you've thought that all week long. Been right there, and I'm going to be taking a little taste on the money line here, too. You can get it now, plus 325 on the money line. A little dabbling there. I like Texas, not just to cover, but this one's going to come right down the wire. Going to be really good. One that uh, in the Big Ten, Michigan State and Wisconsin. Bama, this one, two heavy heads, physical football teams. What's this- the number? Don't ten tell me 11. <laughs> ten and a half. Everything's 11. It's, this right, it's right in that number. Two physical yeah. teams here. I mean, it's cold up here, Bama. This feels like Big Ten football. Yeah, I, I'm, there's there's two or three Big Ten games that I just can't wait for because you're right. I mean, it's been so damn hot down here. I mean, I'm talking, you know, mid-90s oh, if you've been watching. Wow. Wham, uh, wham. You know, yeah, I mean, just if you've been watching Alabama or the SEC games, I mean, the weather has finally mm-hmm. turned. 
uh, down here, you know, mid, mid to upper seventies, you know, whatever, which we're kind of used to. Um, but for big 10, I mean, there's, there, you know, there's the matchup in Madison. There's a couple, there's a matchup in Iowa city. There's a matchup in Minneapolis. These are the big 10 games that I love that I grew up on. I wish they were played on grass, but we can't get past that. But listen, <laughs> can't have everything. Michigan, you can't have everything. Michigan State last week, doors blown off against Ohio State on national television. I just, their offense, guys, is just, they just struggle. Their defense is good, and they hang in as long as they can. I would take Wisconsin and lay the points on this. I'm just not a believer in, in Lewerke and, and, and Michigan State this year. I, I was at the beginning of the year, thought they might be a little bit of a sleeper team. From what they've shown me against good competition that they faced, and again, coming off Ohio State last week, the tough spot. I mean, you know, uh, to, to go into Madison. I, I'm on the Badgers, and I'm laying the points in this one. What about you, Trent? What are you going to do? I think I'm going to uh, grab the points. I'm going to be on the opposite side here. I just, for whatever Sunny. reason, I, I envision 16-13, 13-9. Just one of those type of ugly field goals field position type of games. That's what Sparty wants to do. They want to ugly this thing up. And if there's a team built to slow down that running game, it would be Sparty. It's certainly Michigan State. Yeah, and yeah. I'm with you. Hey, Bama, what has a chance to be a better game of the, you know, the Clemson, uh, Clemson, Florida State, or Texas A&M, Alabama? You mentioned Bama coming off a bye. What's just going to be a better game, a closer game? Either of them? Oh, yeah, I, I don't know that you, I mean, it's got to be the Alabama game. Florida State is so bad. And I, I really think that this is the this is the week that Clemson gets better. They've heard all the talk. They've heard all the well, what's wrong with them? You know, they've they've been you know some of the national pundits have them outside that you know the rankings haven't come out yet. But you know the whole wow man they can't drop a game because the ACC is so bad. And you know listen, whether no matter how good they are, I think Dabo knows that Florida State if they ever get back to what they were under Jimbo Fisher even, uh, for a few years in the Jameis Winston era, that, that they pose a threat. And I think they're just going to – I think they're going to go in and squash them. I, I do. I, I don't think this game is competitive at all. You know, College Station is a tough place to play. They get a little rowdy. I think both teams are coming off a bye. So that, you know, probably helps. It's hard to go against Tua. And those four receivers, I think Alabama has worked on the running game. Texas A&M for years was known for their defense, and for several years their defense has been porous. I think it continues. Kellen Mond, to me, just hasn't developed like I thought he would. I was really on him at the beginning of the year. I remember that. I thought year two under Fisher, you know, would, would he would show improvement, and he hasn't. Um, he's going to have to play a perfect game for A&M, I think, to hang in there. Alabama's going to have to help him. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I don't know about the, the line. It's like 16 and a half, something like that. Yep. I don't know where to go on that. Um, I might, I might would grab the points. You know, you could see, uh, 31, 17, something like that. But, uh, I think A&M and Alabama will be closer just cause I don't think FSU has a chance against Clemson. Uh, Trent, let's go to, uh, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I know you'll be at Kinnick Stadium. won't see any of this, but it's a couple of unbeatens. It's Baton Rouge. Game day is there. It's LSU at night. It's pretty special. So is Florida's defense. How do you see this, Trent? Uh, looks like looking at the point spread, they are begging you to take the Gators. I will not fall into that trap this weekend. LSU. Can run the football, but what they've done in the passing game with the new passing game coordinator, they've been outstanding there. 
and I don't believe in Kyle Trask in this environment. I think it's no. going to get ugly. Great story, but I'm with you. This is going to get out of hand in a hurry. I'm all about uh, laying those points this week and jumping with LSU. Something, Bama, you know I don't like to do laying points, and especially a lot of points. <laughs> I'm going to do it with the Tigers, though. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. I don't think this game's competitive much into the second half. Hmm. At least based on what we've seen. Florida had a really good win at Auburn last week, but that was – we talked about it. That was the old Malzahn special. He went in with a game plan with a true freshman quarterback. When that game plan didn't work, he had no answers, no adjustments. Um, LSU's offense has just been staggering from what we're used to seeing. Their defense has not been as good uh, and is not as good. It's like they've switched to the other side of the ball in one year, um, which is amazing. You mentioned the the guy from the, the, the passing game coordinator from, from the Saints and He's Bur- brought all that with him. Brady, yeah. yeah. The, uh, Brady. Joe Burrow is yep. – I mean, Joe Burrow is in the high – Yes, he is. Talk, guys, if it were not for for Hurts and Tua, Joe Burrow is there, and he's going to have a shot later mm-hmm. on in the year when they go to Tuscaloosa to, to, to really put his name out there. But I'm with Trent. I'm, I'm, I'm laying the points. Kyle Trask is a great story, but you watch that game last week and, you know, turnovers, three or four – I think Florida had three turnovers. You know, they got two or three from Auburn. I don't think they're going to get them from LSU. Uh, you know, Florida hit at Auburn with a couple of big plays. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think, I don't think P. Ryan's going to take it 88 yards off tackle against LSU. So yeah. they're going to make them go the length of the field. Baton Rouge at night. I'm all over the Tigers on this one. Uh, there, here's another night game for you. USC Notre Dame is, is one of those, what you talked about earlier, Bama. It's that matchup you go back in history and this is, uh, this is appointment TV. Not sure it will be this year. Can this game can I don't think they can. Can the Trojans keep it close? They're gonna to have to throw in order to do that. I don't know what the weather's gonna to be tomorrow night in South Bend, if it's gonna be windy, if that's gonna affect it. They're not gonna beat them on the ground. I mean, that's for sure. Notre Dame has impressed me this year. You know, we saw the game against Georgia, how close that was, how they kept that game close. Uh they're they're a big physical team. I think look, USC's built on speed. And I don't know how speed's going to play at a night game uh, with with you know windy conditions, rough weather, whatever it's going to be tomorrow night. Uh, the the eleven and a half. I mean, I could see them maybe keeping it a little close. I mean, ten something like that. If you force me to, I I take Notre Dame and lay the points. I just uh, listen. USC they they're coming off a bye. That's probably going to help get a little, get a little healthy. You know, two weeks to game plan, all that kind of thing. But when it boils down to it, I just don't see. A, them having enough if Notre Dame plays well. Now, Notre Dame's going to have to play like they did against Georgia, I think, in order to, to make this a comfortable game. And can they do that? Uh, I don't know. But um, I like the Irish in this spot. Notre USC is just so many injuries, inconsistent. They win, you know, they lose a game. They lose to BYU. They beat Utah. They lose to Washington. And I just, so they're just so up and down and inconsistent that. Uh, I can't see him coming out of South Bend with a win tomorrow night. Do you have an opinion, Trent, on this one? Uh, I like Notre Dame a lot in this spot. And you mentioned throwing the football. Weather doesn't look like it's going to be awful. 12 to 15 mile an hour wins there. I do like the defensive backfield and some of those corners for Notre Dame. They're getting a little healthier back there. 
What is Soltis, the the quarterback that's going to be back healthy for USC? I don't see it here. Notre Dame rolls. All right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. This was going to be well my sneaky good game of the week, but I'm going to put this one on the table, boys, because I think it's got some juice to it. Look, by the time all these marquee five star matchups, the six thirty and the seven o'clock kicks come to an end, and you're hanging around, you're looking for that next affair. I think you got to go to the Mountain West because uh, you got the two division leaders, mm-hmm. uh, Hawaii and Boise State. Trent, I'll talk with you. This was going to be my sneaky good game, but I've got another one. You know where I'm going with that one. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> to the north. Uh, but Boise State, Hawaii, Trent, real quick. Yeah, I mean, the job that Rolovich has done there at Hawaii, it's not an easy place to win. June Jones won there. He got them to a Sugar Bowl, and they got throttled by Georgia, but it's not easy. You think, well, everybody want to come to a visit to Hawaii. They do recruiting, but they're never actually going right. to commit right. to going to Hawaii. It's a difficult job, and to do what he has done, they throw it around. Cole McDonald is a nice quarterback, mm-hmm. but going to Boise... Mm. That's different. And we know about That's the road woes points. historically. I don't think it's enough points. Another one. Look at all these big favorites I like this week. This thing maybe feels like it's destined. Wow. I'm going to have a rough weekend. Well, because maybe you are because I've gone the other way on this one. Yeah. I've taken the points and I'll do so in 10 minutes on this game, Trent Condon. Oh, wow. Bama, do you have an opinion on this Mountain West tilt? Yeah, I think it's got a chance to be a fun one. Is this. <laughs> This has this has four hours written all over it. You know, <laughs> I won't see all four of those hours then. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you'll be lucky to see the first quarter of this one, Ken. But, uh, you know, I mean, look, Boise, we've talked about it before with the, the kind of the demise, if you will, if you want to call it that, of, of UCF. And, yep. Uh, you know, who's taking that mantle? They're the one. Is it Cincinnati? And I, to me, it's still Boise. Um Listen, it's a tough place to. I mean, these these kids from Hawaii are going to go to the Mountain West. They've had snow, everything else out there. You know, cold weather. Um, look, just I'm going to I'm going to take Boise in this one. I don't I can't I, I don't recall what the last spread was. I don't know. Uh, twelve, like, I think. Was it twelve? Twelve, 12 yeah, and a half. That that sounds like too much to me because I think Hawaii can put up some points. You know, I could see this being a ten point game, eight point mm-hmm. game, something like that. So I would probably take the points in this one, but I'm I'm taking Boise to win the game without question. Give me your sneaky good game, Bama Bob. Well, I'm afraid it's the same one that you had, Ken. <laughs> so I'm going to leave that one for you because I think you're going to Minneapolis. I am sneaky good one, and <laughs> and I love that. I'm all. I, oh my God, do I love this game outside at night, yeah. Nebraska, Minnesota? Exact. Don't play it in a damn dome. I mean, this is so good at the their on campus stadium. So I'm going to leave that one for you. I'm going to go Iowa City. I think Penn State Iowa's got a chance to be good. I know Iowa, you know, lost the ugly baby game against Michigan last week, um, but at home, Kinnick Stadium at night, love the wave. I mean, that whole thing. Uh-huh. We're going to see how good Penn State really is. I think Iowa has a chance to hold them in check more so than anybody else this year. Uh, I think this has a chance, ABC 630, to be a really good football game. And, and you know, by the time uh, the second half of Florida LSU rolls around, I may be flipped over to this one, uh, you know, full time. Sean McDonough, Todd Blackledge, sneaky good game, Trent. You were uh, lamenting the early window. How about a little American Athletic Conference? What's up there in the 5-0 and Memphis on the road at the link against 4-1 and Temple. Mm. Not awful. Maybe something you can get to late no. if it's tight. Keep an eye on that one. Good one. Good one. Yeah, you're right, Bama. That's where I was going. TCF Bank Stadium. Cold. <laughs> yep. Night game. Outdoors. Big Ten West. Big Ten West. Sign me up. Bama, we'll talk to you on uh, Monday. We'll recap the weekend. 11 o'clock on Monday. Thank you, Bama Bob.
All right, guys. Always enjoy enjoy the games. Great ones this weekend. Absolutely. Good to talk to you. Bama Bob, you can follow him on Twitter, at Bama Bob, at Bama Bob on Twitter. Time to give away Claxon's Barbecue. We'll give you the games. You give us the answers. We've got four games and a tiebreaker. If you get the most right, we'll give you $35 from Claxon's. Runner-up gets $25. we are going to give you two college, two NFL tilts. The tiebreaker will be MLB playoff related. Well, NLCS related. Mm. Uh, we will do that when we come out of this break. And still to come, our picks. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station. By the way, 284 5966 is the number. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 14sick.com. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more. From 1460 KXNO. Hi, right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Uh, if you got a busy signal... We have an open line. We had uh, Jeff drop for whatever reason. He did. Maybe we're called. Yeah, I, for whatever reason, we have three contestants, but we're looking for four. So if you called in early and got a busy signal, now's your chance to get back in. No, it's not. Somebody just grabbed it. Uh, Matt, Jake, J- and Mike momentarily here. We'll get everybody set, give you the games, let you know the Claxons is at 3131 uh, 8th Street. In Altoona, thirty-one thirty-one Southwest Eighth Street in Altoona. Been in business in Altoona for over twenty years. ClaxonBBQ.com is where you can find them online. Claxon's Barbecue doing this weekly uh, on Miller and Con as we give you a chance to eat some barbecue by picking some games. Matt is going to go first. Hello, Matt. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, the Vikings are a three and a half point favorite over the Eagles on Sunday. Eagles. Chiefs, a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Texans. Uh, Chiefs. Iowa State, a ten-and-a-half-point favorite over West Virginia. West Virginia. Penn State, a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Kinnick over the Hawks. Penn State. Here's the tiebreaker, Matt. Uh, total runs, just the Cardinals, games one and two. Cardinal runs in St. Louis today and tomorrow. Uh, how many runs will the Cardinals score closest without going over? Well, I hope zero, but uh, <laughs> six. Six it is. Matt, have a good weekend. Thank you. Uh, Jake is with Miller and Condon. Hey, Jake, how's things? Yeah, so? Good, thank you. Uh, Vikings, three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Eagles. Uh, still the Vikings. Chiefs, four-and-a-half over Houston. Chiefs. Iowa State, ten-and-a-half at West Virginia. I'll take the Iowa State with that. Okay. Uh, Penn State, three-and-a-half over Iowa. Iowa. And then Cardinals runs this weekend. Just the Cardinals. Closest without going over in the two games. Uh, five. Five it is. Thank you, Jake. Have a good weekend. And now we got a pair of mics, Trent. This will be Mike A first. Mike A. Hey, Mike. Howdy. Uh, Vikings, three and a half point favorite over Philly. I'm going to take Vikings. Chiefs, four and a half over Houston. Uh, Chiefs. Uh, Iowa State's a ten and a half point favorite at West Virginia. At West Virginia. I'll I'll take, uh, yeah, I'll take Iowa State. Okay. Penn State, three and a half over the Hawks. Iowa. And then Cardinals runs this weekend, games one and two, just the Cardinals, closest without going over. Seven. Seven it is, Mike. Thank you. 
Appreciate the call. Mike A to Mike M. Mike M brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you? Good, thank you. Vikings are a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Eagles. I'll take the Eagles. Chiefs are four-and-a-half over Houston. Chiefs. Iowa State's on the road in Morgantown. They're a ten-and-a-half-point favorite over West Virginia. Uh, Clones. Clones it is. Penn State, three-and-a-half at Kinnick. Uh, I'll go with Iowa. Iowa it is. Here's the tiebreaker, Mike. Uh, St. Louis Cardinal runs this weekend. Games one and two. Just the Cardinals combined closest without going over. Oh, how about uh, four? Four it is, Mike. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have yep, a good day. You do the same. And thank you to Claxons for allowing us to do this on a weekly basis. Well, my partner Trent Condon, his last two weeks on this program, he's nine and one combined. Do you follow him? Do you fade him? Can he possibly keep this up? Can you? I can. I've had runs like this before. This week, the line's looking a little bit different. We talked about that last segment. I'm liking a lot more favorites than normal this week. Proceed with caution. Let's start in the college game. Let's go first to a team that absolutely screwed me last week, the Golden Hurricanes of Tulsa. They got Navy coming to town. Oh, but letting that one slip through your fingers. I don't see a bounce back here for Tulsa. Navy, it's been a while since they won on the road. They're going to do it here. It's a pick em. Give me the midshipman and pick number one down in Oklahoma. Speaking of Oklahoma, they'll be in Texas at the Red River Shootout. I've been it on all week. I continue here. Give me Texas and the currently 10.5. That line sliding down a little bit if you like it jump aboard certainly right away my third pick in the college game it's my best bet of the weekend and i'm going back to the well again with the beavers from oregon state oregon state can score up and down the field this will be the best defense that they have seen to this point in utah but it's at home their quarterback has thrown 14 touchdowns without a pick i am all about this one here i'm gonna go with my best bet with oregon state pick number three to the nfl what's that number 14 gotcha. and a half keeps growing as the week continues. What was that? 13 and a half, I think, when we it talked was. earlier this week. Finish it up with the two games in the pro. We're going to go early Sunday, the London game, as the Buccaneers and Panthers oh, right. get together. That's right. Love the early Sunday morning. Flip it on, and you got NFL. 8 or 8.30. 8.30 kickoff for that one. Buccaneers have been inconsistent this year. Panthers have been consistent with Kyle Allen as their quarterback. Slight number here. I'm going to lay some points. I'm going to lay the deuce with Carolina. I just think a better team than the Buccaneers. We finish up with one of the late afternoon games and should be a great one. The 49ers on the road down at the Coliseum to take on the Rams. We all saw how good that 49ers team looked on Monday night. Short week, quick turnaround, and the Rams have had extra time prepare after playing last Thursday. I'll lay the field goal here. The Rams get the win and do it by more than the kick. Give me the Rams minus three. The Panthers minus two. Texas plus ten and a half. Navy on the pick them. And my best bet, Oregon State plus fourteen and a half. So I don't know if you were watching the pregame show last night. Rob Bronkowski was a part of the Fox pregame show. They asked him who the best tight end is in the game now that he's no longer there. Did you hear his response? George Kittle? George Kittle. How about that? Never would have thought that. Yeah, that's uh, that's the best in the game now calling his heir apparent, George Kittle. Pretty high acclaim. All right, where do you want me to start? 
wherever you want to go. I got music ready for both uh, of you. Let's start in the pros. I like the NFL a whole lot better this week than I like the college slate of games, so let's get into it. Got a couple for you. I don't know what's wrong with this line. Cleveland's on that short week as well. They got spanked uh, out in the Bay Area last week, by, or last Monday night, rather, by the Niners. Now they're going home. This is a Cleveland team that has to win. Certainly feels like that season with all those expectations starting to slip away. They need this one. They don't get this one. Give me the Seahawks minus one and a half. I think Seattle's a good football team. I thought Atlanta was a good football team. My pick to win the Super Bowl last year has fallen on hard times. They go to Arizona where they get well. Uh, three and a half is the number. Uh, Dan Quinn singing for his supper. He's, his, his seat is red hot. I think they'll get the win. Not sure it's going to save his job. I mean, does a win over the Cardinals all of a sudden uh, make your owner say, yep, you're our guy. So those are my two picks in the uh, pros. i got one more. I'll save that for later, my best bet. To the college ranks we go. Uh, We talked about both of these games uh, with Bama Bob and Trent earlier. Bama's coming off a bye week. Texas A&M, I'm with Bama. They're underachieving. I think the Tua and company and that four-headed receiver monster going to have a big day. 16.5 is the number. I think Alabama's going to roll in this football game. I'll lay the 16.5. Take Alabama over Texas A&M, who's not quite as good as we thought they were going to be. Then late at night, it's 9.30, 9.15, ESPN, Mountain West, the two division leaders, Hawaii on the road, going up. They're not used to this weather. They're going to find in southern Idaho. Not sure that makes a difference. I like this Hawaii team. They can score, score in a bunch. I, it's, the Boise State's going to win the football game. I don't think they're going to win by 12, 12, 12 and a half. Trent, you can adjust the lines. I got these last night. Uh, but Hawaii is my pick. I'll grab the dozen points over Boise State. My best bet of the week is back to the pros. It's been a team I've been riding. Last two weeks have not done me any favors. Speaking of teams that need to get well and start feeling good about themselves again, that's the Dallas Cowboys. Coming off a loss against New Orleans, got pushed around by Green Bay. What does the doctor order? The New York Jets. Jets were there. They thought a lot of guys, linebacker, uh, offensive line. I guess Darnold's coming back, but okay. <laughs> Not sure that's going to make a difference. I'll lay the touchdown. Take Dallas as my best bet of the week. Cowboys, Seahawks, Falcons. Alabama over Texas A&M, Hawaii over Boise State. We are out of time. Where are you tonight? I'll be up in Ankeny. Ankeny Centennial, Fort Dodge coming in, fighting for playoff berths there. Should be a good one. Replay 1030 tonight after football Friday nights. You can catch the video streaming live on CISN. Good stuff. Uh, Murph and Addy catch them at 2. The Fanatics at 4. Tomorrow morning is a Saturday morning pregame, and Monday will be here before we know it. And the morning rush will be back on your radios. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. We're Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460.